Today we are talking about volume 10 of Spy Family. Now, last time I spoke about this, I was kind of getting out of the series. Like I felt like it was becoming a little bit fillerish. I didn't think that it was following the way I wanted to. I felt it was becoming slow, but this volume really made me fall back in love with what the series is about. And uh, you learn about Lloyd more, you learn about you go back to your and her insecurities. You see Anya. I was falling out of love with the series, and this volume brought me back into it. This volume, it broke my heart, put it back together, made me fall in love with Lloyd again, made me realize why he's doing this, why he fights so hard. I also think maybe the break from the series helped because you went from, I literally talked about it for like ten, nine episodes straight, and that's all I was kind of doing. I guess I was kind of getting tired of it, but I guess maybe the break helped because this only came out a couple days ago. I'm recording this on October 28th, so it only came out a couple days ago, and I read it yesterday. Volume opens up with Lloyd as a child, and you see him fighting with his friends, and they're playing army. And remember in the first volume when he has that scene where someone is hurting Anya or trying to hurt Anya, and he says, turn around and you're dead? He does it as a child too. Of course, it's with a toy rubber gun, rubber band gun. It's not real, but you still see that with him. And you learn that this is Twilight as a child. This is Lloyd as a kid. And the name is redacted, so you still don't even know his real name. And I'm wondering if we ever will know his real name. And you learn why people don't know his real name in this book. But he's playing with his friends, and he's all about, I want to join the army when I get older. And he goes home and he tells his father that he wants to be in the army. And his father and the adult around Lloyd keep saying that there's not going to be a war. That he should just shut up. He's not. There's not going to be a war. He's too weak to be in the army. And you witness his father in one of the very few panels he's in slap Lloyd across the face. And with the way Lloyd responds to it, you can tell this is something that probably has occurred often because he, when he's in his bedroom, kind of hiding from his father, he makes the comment internally that you're the one to talk about peace when all you do is fight with mom because Lloyd's mother stands up for him when his father hits him. And I think you kind of see why someone as violent as Lloyd can be, as harsh as Lloyd can be, never ever once thinks about ever inflicting that on Anya. He never uses it as a means to get her to listen to him. He never uses it as a means to make her fall in line. And he shouldn't. That's not what parents should do. And I think the reason why he doesn't is because he's experienced it. He very easily could go and use this violence to get Anya what he wants her to do, to have her fear him, but he doesn't. And I think that's because he's breaking that cycle of abuse and I don't know if Lloyd realizes that but you have Lloyd that clearly was physically abused by his father and you have Anya that was constantly neglected and returned at the orphanage and they are breaking that cycle of abuse with one another there, there's that thing that um, the those that were abused turn and abuse others 
say what you want about that. We're not here to debate that, but that's the theory that those who are abused will turn and abuse others and that it takes one person to break that cycle. And Lloyd is breaking that before, from what we can see, become a cycle. A couple panels later, lies to his father and says he needs money for a book. He needs 10, uh, 10 dalks, that's their currency. And but in reality, it is for another toy gun. And the gun that Lloyd gets is the gun you see on the front cover. Now on the front cover, you have Lloyd as a child. And on his lap is the toy gun that he uses with the money he lied to his father about. And next to him is a radio. And they're sitting on a pile of rubble. I do find it very interesting that all of these characters have a different chair that they sit on. And Lloyd is on the first one and he's in this very professional looking, almost like psychologist chair. Because he lies and says he's a psychologist. But now the character is the only one to repeat a front cover is Lloyd. Which makes sense, he kind of is the main character. But he's the only one to repeat a, uh, a cover. And this cover is so drastically different than the others. And I think that kind of shows where Lloyd, who Lloyd really is versus the person Twilight is. And not even Lloyd, I mean, it's not the person who is Lloyd, who pretends to be Lloyd versus Twilight and Lloyd. Because you, you move on from what happened to him as a child. And we're gonna talk more about it because as him and his friends are playing this warehouse, he gets so guilty about having lied to his father about the money that he's like, I don't want to play today. And he leaves his toy gun and he leaves to go somewhere else. And he's talking with this older woman and she's telling him that there's not going to be a war. And he believes her and they continue. And they're talking about how Estonians, which are... The, is the other country that they are borders with, who the two countries are fighting. He says that they're all monsters, and the shopkeeper says, well, I have family over there, and you don't see me like that and everything. So she kind of opens this idea in Lloyd that there's not going to be a war because we're not that different, and you see him changing, but that's abruptly ended. Because right after he asks the woman if he can borrow money to pay his father back when he gets back from a trip. Now his father left to go to the border because there was unrest happening. And Lloyd's like, oh, well, when he gets back, I'll apologize for the money. And I will give him money in return. So he asks the shopkeeper for a job. That is abruptly ended when an airstrike happens. And the radio that you see on the front cover is the radio that the panel moves to. And it is saying that we've received reports that the Estonian army has crossed the border and launched attacks against the eastern provinces. Lloyd is fearful, he's watching this happen, and he's just listening to this radio when another bomb hits and Lloyd's knocked unconscious. Now when he wakes up, the shop is destroyed, it's gone. Pretty much the whole city's in rubble, it's just destroyed. But luckily Lloyd's mother has survived and she drags him away. Now Lloyd's like, but there's supposed to be a festival in town and what about dad? Like, how's he gonna find us? And she's like, we need, we need to run. Like there's, there's nothing left. Like staying here means death. And so she runs with him. They pack up like a suitcase in a backpack and they just leave. And Lloyd is 
angry and saddened and lost by this like any child would be. I mean, this is a traumatic, I feel like is not even enough words to describe it. And Lloyd goes over saying, and but when dad promised he would get home, we can go to the fair and the shopkeeper promised that there wouldn't be a war. And he's saying that all grownups do is lie, but he's also a liar because he lied to his father about what the money was used for. So this guilt kind of takes over Lloyd and the next panel over you see that he's fishing and he's so excited. It seems life is somewhat going back to normal for him and his mom. When another airstrike happens in this time, it's even bigger and they go to an underground bunker and someone grabs Lloyd because he tries to go find his mom and they're like, no kid, you gotta get underground. And when Lloyd kind of emerges from this bomb shelter, the city is destroyed again and his mother is dead. He's lost everything. And he says, for years afterwards, I scuttled through life like a rat in the gutter. I lost everything I ever cared about. The only things left in my world were the things I despised. And that was reason enough to pick up a gun. Lloyd can't move on from this. I mean, how, how does one move on from this? So he does, I guess the only thing he can do in his life right now, or the only thing he feels he can do right now, is to join the army to fight for his country, to avenge his mother, to avenge his people, to try to restore peace. And he goes into the name Ruling Spoofy. The guy enlisting him says, are you sure you're old enough? And Lloyd's like, yeah, I'm 18. My birth certificate died and uh, like got burned to the fire during the bombing. And he's lying, which probably shows he's not 18. So now Lloyd thinks his friends are dead. His parents are gone. They're dead. He's got no one. But you actually, this is where also he meets Frankie. It's quite funny, their first interaction. And Frankie and him, they're not on the same side. But they kind of bond over this, like, this is stupid what we're doing. Like, we're just going to get ourselves killed out here. Is this really worth it? You really see how loyal Lloyd is to his people and his country. When Frankie says that his, like, commanders and his higher-ups say that the first air raid was a false flag. Which means that he is blaming Lloyd's country for it. Saying Lloyd's country bombed itself to start this war so that they had enough backing from the people. So you see Lloyd kind of threaten Frankie and he's sitting there with his gun and he's actually about to shoot Frankie and he says like to avenge the death of and Lloyd himself gets shot in the head. Luckily he has a helmet on but he gets injured. And so he gets taken off the front lines and he's doing other things and as he's cutting like a potato or an apple or something, I can't, uh, I'm assuming it's like a potato. It looks like he's making like a soup or something, but it doesn't really show what it is. Uh, these three people walk by him and one of the guy goes, wait, is that you, Advisor? And instantly Lloyd remembers them because Advisor was his code name or his title when they were playing as children. And he's reunited with his three friends. He thinks that they were dead, but no, they're, they're alive. And you see Lloyd cry. And it's a very emotional moment for everyone, I think. I mean, seeing Lloyd, that was this stone-cold, stoic person, crying over his friends and seeing that how happy it is for them to be alive. And he's still injured, so he has the eye patch on, the bandages, and he's all bruised up from his injuries. 
and he lost everything and to be reunited with people like this is his family now like these three friends who he went years thinking that they were dead now they're reunited and they're all in the army like they wanted to be and they make the joke like oh we got real uniforms now they're like oh let's go kick some estonian ass this time all four of us will be on the west alias team and they are so excited and Lloyd just says, all I want is to have fun with you guys again. Like we used to. And then you think this moment, the last thing you see is them waving because they're going on a mission. And Lloyd smiling. And then it, it hits that Lloyd later learns that the assignment they're upon was messy and poorly planned. And they had all died. And the only thing that returned to him were dog tags. And now he's alone again and he has nothing anymore. And he says, ignorance isn't bliss. Ignorance is weakness. Ignorance is a sin. And it's quite interesting that he thinks that now because he believed all those people that said there weren't going to be a war. And he believed his friends would come back to him. And he believed his father would return. And he believed that his mother would make it out of the bombings alive. And they didn't. But now with Anya, he keeps that ignorance alive for her. He doesn't talk about the war with her. He doesn't let her see the horrors of the world out there. He's very protective of her. And I think that's because he doesn't want Anya to turn out the way he did. And that breaks my heart a little bit. Because I think Lloyd, deep down, is a, he is a good man. I don't think he sees it for himself, but he is a good man because from the perspective that we have is he is trying to stop this war and he believes that him fighting is just cause because the other side started it first. And you also can't blame him for being angry and you can't blame him for doing what he's done because no child should have to go through that. And so then he's approached by this mysterious man who knows Lloyd's name. And he goes into training. And everything abruptly ends by him waking up clearly from a, from a nightmare. So all this was a nightmare. But it's the true thing that happened. He's a nightmare about his past. And the first thing he thinks when he wakes up is, where the heck, oh right, Lloyd's house. So he's in this disheveled state. He's separating himself from Lloyd. And Anya, of course, is there to tell him that it's just a bad dream and everything's okay. I don't think everything is okay for Lloyd. And I think if, God forbid, this war was to ever reach Anya, I think it would be devastating for him. And we saw a couple volumes ago, Anya had that flashback of Lloyd dying in the bomb, and she stops that. And I think if Lloyd had Anya's powers and Bond's powers and... He could see that future and he could read people's minds. I think he would do something different to help his mother. Because I think he really, really can't move past that. Because even a couple of volumes ago, after he uh, they got in that bar fight and he hears your kind of singing to him and humming to him and he thinks about his mom you'll move on from that and i think maybe with what's happening in the world right now it, that section just hit a little bit deeper 
Because, I mean, like, you, you hear so many stories of children getting in the middle of adults fighting. And I think we like to think that we're above this, that we're above war and we're above and that it's all fiction. It's fiction or it's a thing in the history or I turn off social media and it does affect me. It does. And I like to think that we there's rules of war and there's a gentleman's way, gentleman like gender neutral way of war that we're not going to hurt the innocent and we're only going to target the bad people and we're only going to hurt buildings because you buildings doesn't have feelings but there's people that live in that building there are people that call that building home that building might provide shelter might provide food or warmth and i think maybe just what's happening in the world that section just hit a little bit harder than i was expecting because it did it, it, it that first like 88 or so pages hit really hard and I think anyone who's reading it and you see what's happening in the world now it it hits hard especially seeing it it's one thing for it to be in your mind it's always another thing to have it played out for you on screen or illustrated because you can't run from the illustrations you can't run from the image of Lloyd standing there as I don't know maybe he's like 10 or something Crying as he realizes this, the sec his second city has been completely destroyed and he is an orphan and he's homeless again. You can't ignore the image of Lloyd crying while he's all bandaged up seeing his friends. I mean, I think that image was probably the most impactful for me. He's seeing him crying and stuttering and he can't even finish his sentences until he says that he blamed himself for their debts that whole time because he couldn't live past the thought that he let his friends die without him and that he could have done something because let's play somewhere else but no he said I don't want to play and he left it's it's a section that I did not think would it, the whole first half I did not think it would hit me as hard as it did and it did there's so much to say about it but I don't want to like Keep your time, because I feel like you guys give me more time than you should sometimes. Just remember, war is not fictional. War is, I also hate that historical fiction. It's historical fiction. It's real. It's, it's still happening. We, we have not evolved much as, as humans. I was talking about it actually with a friend. We were driving down to... Comic-Con and him and I get into some pretty like heavy topics. He talks a lot about um, he's a political science guy and he also is um, heavy into religion. And we were talking and then I, I like to work in uh, news and politics. I'm not the most religious person. But we were talking about um, things and we were talking about the war and hate crimes and politics because of everything happening in, in the United States and, and in the world. And we were talking that we really have not evolved as humans. The only thing that has evolved is how 
we hurt one another. And maybe this podcast is getting a little bit deeper than, well, definitely deeper than I expected. But I feel like to talk about this first section and to not think about how if this is fiction and then you read other books and it's historical fiction and this is, of course, this is fiction and it's going to be turned to an anime series and it's it's fun pictures and everything. Odds are, not even odds are, like th- there are people living this reality right now. And I think it puts into perspective that I can enjoy, well not enjoy, that's definitely the wrong word to say. I can consume this as fiction. But someone else can consume this and it's reality for them. Or was reality for them. Or it might be reality for them in the future. And that's a little bit heavy. And I think maybe with what's just happened in the past couple years in regards to wars because now like I'm old enough I'm really paying attention to the news it's just a lot I mean war used to be something I was like oh if I turn off the news it's not there I'm like Emma you're you're not 10 anymore like it's happening but I think it also shows the heart Lloyd has and why he does what he does and how Everything he's doing is so that kids don't have that future. And I like to think that most people go into war to fight with that cause, thinking if I make the sacrifice, other children won't have that fate. I like to think that by the feeling that's not how most people think, and that saddens me. But luckily, we switched to Anya, who can always help brighten the mood, and she actually has this really lovely scene with the headmaster and she realizes she wants to become an imperial scholar and of course she we get back to adult Lloyd and he's just going through everything because it's Lloyd and he has like the fate of the world on his shoulders right now and she really wants to become an imperial scholar now, so she goes up to him, and now she's always not wanted to study, he's always struggled. Now he go, now she goes up to him and says, I want to, can you help me study? And he nearly fades because he thinks she got another bolt, and then we get too many bolts to get kicked out of school. So you do have that palate cleanser. One thing I do like about this series is it gets very heavy. I mean, that first section is heavy. But then the series also knows when to lighten the mood. And I, I do, I do hold that. I, that that's, some, that's a very, very fine line to walk. That's an extremely fine line to walk. But the series does do well. The series, whenever it starts to get a little bit too dark, a little bit too heavy, a little bit too much <laughs> of anything, a little scary or sad or angry, you have those moments of humor, which I, I respect. And then the second half, or I would say the last third, probably more accurate, follows your and her quest to be normal. And she wants to be a good mother, so what she does is she goes out and she tries to find these tea cakes for Anya. And while she's looking for these tea cakes, this woman is walking down the stairs and nearly trips, and your catches both her and all the boxes she's carrying. And the woman is so amazed by that, 
and or your offers to help her that the woman's like oh you should come to like the the woman's group what's it called it's like the woman's patriot oh it is called lady patriot society and if you did not think that this series was in a fictional realm of east and west berlin one of the friends at the thing says my friends here are all fellow moms who live in berlin so for any of you out there who probably think emma is looking too deep into this and this is definitely not based on east and west berlin it's based on east and west berlin and east and west germany berlin <laughs> like berlin berlin exactly so your kicks all of their asses in volleyball there's no other way to say it and as she's sitting down she starts to tell the mothers how she wishes to be normal and wishes she knows, knows what she's doing. And all the mothers are like, you, we never know what we're doing. Like, that's just how being a mother is. You never know what this no, quote-unquote normal is. And then all of a sudden, the woman who Yor had helped and who invited her also was like, Forager, it's crazy we met this way. And you're like, oh, wow, who could this woman be? It's Damien's mother. Your helped and ran into the same circle and was invited to this patriot lady society with melinda desmond and we don't know if this is planned or if this is all coincidence because at the end of the last maybe it was the last i can't remember i don't my volume is with me they're back in new york no it was anyway but whatever a couple of volumes ago it ended with lloyd meeting desmond like the big guy and now Yor has ran into the wife. Interesting. It says that they're estranged. I don't believe in coincidences like that. So Yor tells Lloyd about this when he gets home. And Lloyd's like, and Lloyd goes into spy mode like, is this coincidence? My research says they're we're estranged. What if they know each other? Like, what is this? But he tells Yor, I think it's a good idea for you to be with them. Make friends. Because Yor has spoken about how she doesn't have a lot of friends. He tells Yor, no, go be friends, do this. And internally he is saying to himself that I will be watching to protect Yor. And that if anything happens, I will be there. I will be watching like a hawk. Why? Because Lloyd, husband material. We love it. He's no longer fake husband material. He is husband material. I also think Lloyd at first thinks, oh, it's going to be good in, it's going to be good in. But then he starts seeing how happy it made Yor and how it made her feel normal and lloyd tells her don't worry about that you're like don't worry about being normal like you're perfect the way you are and so i think yes lloyd might think that this is a way for him to get close to the rest of the desmond family but i also think he does continue to understand that your is not in his industry because he thinks that yours just a normal person so I think he truly is trying to trying to convince her to go be a part of these groups because he truly cares about her. And so Anya, of course, is reading their minds. And she reads that Lloyd's also thinking, great, this is a perfect plan C. That Anya and Damien don't work out being friends. He'll have your and uh and Melinda. Did I call her Melissa a couple of minutes ago? I might have called her Melissa. I can't remember. It's Melinda. If I called her Melissa, it's Melinda. If I did call her Melinda, please ignore this. It's now Anya's panicking and it ends with 
Anya trying to become friends with Damien and it blows up in her face again because she puts like spaghetti bowls on him and everyone's like, oh, you look just like Anya and it doesn't end up well. Anyway, this was a long episode about volume 10. I did not think it was going to be this long. This volume made me fall back in love with the series. It really did. And I find it weird to say that this was the volume with it when we talked about how heavy the first kind of half is. I, I was always wondering, like, something had to have happened in Lloyd's past. And I knew it had to be with the war. I was like, it, it was very clear that the war had disrupted his life. To what extent? You didn't know. I think this gives us who Lloyd, it, who the man that pretends to be Lloyd in Twilight is. At the end of the day, he's still, I think, a broken child. And that's sad. No one should have to go through that. I think it also shows why he says in the first volume that his mission is for no kid to ever cry again. Because he cried a lot, because he lost everything. And no child should have to cry because of that. I think this really gave us who Lloyd is, why he does what he does, and why he's so protective of Anya. And I also think this is gonna be why, if God forbid the war or anything dangerous ever comes to you, Anya, he's going to defend her tooth and nail and he's going to protect her just like he did in that first volume. And I also think it shows this parallel that Anya successfully saved Lloyd from a bomb and he could not save his mother. And that kind of makes that scenes from a couple volumes go even heavier. That Anya did what Lloyd couldn't do. Solely because I think Anya had more resources than Lloyd did. I'm pretty sure if Lloyd could predict predicted an air raid, he would have, and he would have saved his mother, but he didn't, because he didn't have that, or he could have saved his friends. So I think just that parallel that Anya was successful in saving Lloyd from a bomb, but he wasn't successful saving his mother, or hypothetically, also probably his father. I mean, his father never returned. Uh, it doesn't say if he just walked out on them or if he was captured or arrested or killed, probably killed. I mean, you don't go to the border and then war is declaring you not end up dead or at least captured. Especially with it seems Lloyd's father was a high ranking person being he was the one called out to go and handle that. I have to admit, I think it'd be even more heartbreaking if in a couple of volumes I learned that Lloyd's father is alive and he just walked out on them. I think that'd be probably even more heartbreaking because I can't imagine Lloyd handling that well. But yeah, um, volume 10. And also just seeing Anya with the headmaster and you're finally having this group of friends and now the wife of Desmond. I mean, that's, that's huge. That's another factor I never thought would come into this. I should have thought that, but I didn't. And she, something about her didn't sit right with me. She seemed a little bit too dark so the way she was drawn the way like you know like in anime characters they'll have like those shadows like on someone's face or like under their eyes or like with the the way like um oh, it's hard to describe without showing you i don't mean dark like skin tone but you know when people like use like facial expressions or like shadows on their faces in anime or manga. If you've read anime or manga, you know what I mean. She had a couple of those at points that were a little bit too suspicious. So I think there's something with her. 
but also I forgot to mention Yor goes to the gardener her or the shopkeeper her boss and she talks about how Lloyd is talking about unity between the two sides and the shopkeeper or the gardener just goes is he now so I think the walls are closing in on everyone I think there's a couple snakes in the grass that they don't know about and I'm interested to see where this goes I don't know when, actually, I have good reads up right now. Let me go see when volume 11 comes out. March 19, 2024? That's how long it's gonna take the, that's so sad. You have to wait so long. Damn, I really spoiled myself with the first nine volumes back to back to back. But anyway, volume 10. I do recommend this series. It's gonna get a little bit slow in the middle, but then I'm hoping it, picks up again because volume 10 definitely made me fall back in love with this and so i'm hoping that it will continue on this trajectory because i really do love it i'd love to learn how the war impacted your too because we know she grew up and was taking care of her brother but i'd love to see more of that and i also think yuri would respect lloyd a little bit more if he knew this history about him But anyway, that's all I have to say. This was a very long episode about this. Did not think it would be this long. But thank you for listening. And season four is here, guys. Here we are. Thank you for all the support. I've worked hard on these episodes because I'm trying to... This one wasn't scripted because <laughs> I literally finished it. But some of these episodes are going to be heavily scripted so I can talk about a lot of things. I'm looking forward to this season with you guys. I'm just hoping to get more in-depth with things, talk about more things. Some will be more scripted than others, but I think the episodes, I'm hoping, will be better quality because I'm always trying to get better quality episodes and make higher quality content for you guys. But I'm going to stop rambling now because I'm tired and I'm going to go to bed and I'm sure you guys are done listening to me talk this long about Spy Family. But thank you for the support. If you have any recommendations, please let me know. And as always, this has been the notes from the library.